episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. Dan and Andy here are your hosts. How you doing, Andy? I'm all right. Fighting the sinus stuff, so uh, I apologize. It's right that now. time of year. We're on season four, episode number 14. Today is February 13th, 2023. So, Andy, it's it's Valentine's Eve. Valentine's Eve. Big holiday tomorrow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Spring training starts tomorrow. Pitchers and catchers. Oh, yes. Spring training, that's the big deal. Big Sunday news. is the Daytona 500. Um, I, oh. Catchers and pitchers report. The report Valentine's Day is like the third thing on our list. Third, fourth, yeah. Third, oh, fourth. Yeah, my drawers on there. I don't know. I, it's 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 creeping up toward the bottom there. We got lots Valentine's of Valentine's Day. That, that's another podcast we won't touch. It on. was 40 degrees today. Lots of snow melting. Yep. Well, this is a sports episode only. We got lots of sports. We'll cover, uh, of course, the Super Bowl. And other things here coming up as the winter season's winding uh, down and the spring seasons are kicking off with the World Baseball Classic starting up too. But let's start with the trivia question. Trivia, what do you got for us for trivia? Trivia question. The city of Philadelphia, now I hope the haters don't hate, but the city of Philadelphia just got done losing the Super Bowl, the Eagles, last night. They lost. But yep. which two other major sports franchises got to the finals this last year and lost which two two other sports from philadelphia okay from the city of phil the brotherly love has gotten to the finals three times in the last year of major sports and lost all three eagles are one of them who are the other two we'll get to it at the end of the end of the session here of course okay we had a little super bowl i don't have any graphics for this but we'll just talk about the super bowl uh, elephant in the room um Jalen Hurts is on another level. I mean, every time it was third in inches or fourth in inches, you know what the play was, and dude still got you two yards all the time. Like, you know, um, he put up video game type numbers and still didn't get MVP, which is, I think, kind of. Yes, the NFL is the machine and this and that, but it's really losing the older generation's fans because of stuff like that. Really, Hurts should have got the MVP, period. But they gave it to the winning quarterback again, the usual do. Now, and this could have been a good trivia question. I can't remember the year. I think it was the Steelers-Cowboys. A defensive player for the Cowboys, they lost, and he still got MVP for the game. Yeah, that was, uh, I think, 1978 or 79. Yeah. So it has happened, and I thought we were going to see history again last night. Hertz would get the MVP, but, you know, I don't know. And there was one other thing that bothered me in the game. Again, this is my old age coming out. I'm not a fan of the something just happened, let's stick a microphone in his face. Because 99 out of 100, they're going to say something stupid. You know, Richard Sherman did it years ago. You're hyped during the moment. Give them a few minutes to calm down. But last night after halftime, it's stereotypical. You always talk to the coaches after halftime. You know what's coming. They've been doing it forever. It's not something new. Well, halftime last night, Andy Reid went talk to the press because if they're losing at halftime, he won't talk. Grow up, coach. You're a better man than that. So I've got some I've got something to say there, Andy. Now, from what I heard, it's a Kansas City Chiefs management decision. Um, right. You know, coming from maybe multiple people, maybe it's not him. 
or maybe it's him, you know, blaming it on the organization. But right. you're right. If if they're losing at halftime, the, the coach does not talk to the reporters uh, after halftime coming out into the third quarter. Uh, and I didn't know that either. I mean, now, I think they, if you send the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator out instead of they're losing, fine. Have someone from the team talk. Yeah, someone. If it's not you, you can send someone else out, but he didn't. Now, the issue with the turf. Yes. Wet, slick. Um, people were not ready, um, you know, to, you know, no, they're not uh, able to grasp and get some good footing there on the field. Now, what they did is they put, you know, they painted it on, but they're using a different grass this year. Uh, Andy, should I show this here now? Yeah, go ahead. Well, I don't have a picture of it. No. So Soapbox or something else. Oh, it's not, okay. This is still soapbox material, but yes, the grass. So the grass, they're using a different grass there in, in Glendale at the Arizona football stadium there. They're using a different grass, the only one that's used all season long. Now, the only one of this type that's used in any NFL football stadium. Now, the first week of the season, Kansas City was there. And Kicks Andy Reid and Andy Reid says, I don't like this turf. I don't like the grass. The NFL's got to do something about it. Uh, because it's it's slick, it's and maybe it'll be good, you know, down the road. But this first year, there's been complaints. Now, is it home field advantage for Arizona because they they know it, know how to play it, and the visiting teams have a tough time with it? That could be. You couldn't tell by the record this year for them. <laughs> so they get to the game. It's the Super Bowl, and offense and defense players, everyone's tripping up, falling, slipping. They can't get footing, and it impacted. I think the Chiefs mainly in the first half, right? So they come out at halftime. Part of me, what I said, actually, when I was watching the game with the group that I was at, I said, I think that not only did he decline the interview because they're losing, he's so upset about the turf, he's not going to talk to anyone because he's been saying this since week one. Get it fixed. Do something with it. Their kicker got hurt in week one with that turf. And and I think that was the frustration. And maybe he declined it, or maybe he was just because of this or that, but um, you're right. It was it was interesting. Now Kansas City came back and did really well in the second half, and they gave the MVP to Mahomes. Um, I think partly because of his running and his ability to get the first down with the, with the bad ankle, with the bad wheel. But like you said, Jalen Hurts broke it a 57 year Super Bowl record, three touchdowns on the ground by a quarterback has never been done. Previous record happened a couple times with two touchdowns in a single game on the ground by a quarterback, but never three. Jalen Hurts broke the record. Uh, probably will never get broken, I'm guessing, but it, huge. But you're right, did not win five. the MVP. Uh, Terrell Davis of the Broncos got three rushing. So other players have had three before. Yeah. Jerry Rice had a game with three receiving. But rushing-wise, it has been done, but not by a quarterback. Never by a quarterback. So that's huge. And one could argue that it's MVP-worthy enough. Yeah. Uh, Jalen Hurts just did it all, and they came up short. They lost the game, but, boy, um, I liked it, Andy, because it was two 16-win teams going head-to-head. Yeah. They battled back and forth. It came down to a three-point game. Uh, oh. It's all good in my book. It's, it was a close game, good game, good Super Bowl game. But, yeah, it is well, interesting. The turf, they all said, too, because of the halftime show, they're replacing divots on the fields from the stage set. You know – they put on this big, exaggerate halftime show. I don't care who it is. I haven't been impressed in years. The, the Prince one was good, but he's Prince. He could stand up there and sing the phone book. It'd sound awesome. You know, but 
you're putting so much into that and ruining the field. Is it worth it still? You, you, again, 29 minutes is a break for halftime is a 13. So you're doubling your time in the locker room, sitting and waiting. That's why you see these teams. It's a totally different game in the second half. Not so, making excuses, not complaining, because both teams had to sit. Cash, cash, cash. Oh, yeah, it's the cash cow, yeah. But there shouldn't be anything that impacts the field at all, much less divots on the field from the stage. Yep. Uh, that, that to me, is unacceptable, but yeah. I don't care if you have a performance and you do, you do something. Um, I'm a fan of bringing in uh, a marching band. I don't care what it is that you do. Uh, you shouldn't have to bring in all this equipment and uh, <coughs> and staging. And, and Super stuff. Bowl One did have a marching band. It was the Stanford University marching band. Yes. You know, you can but, have events. You can have events at the halftime. But yeah, do something else like that. Have a. I mean, you have a microphone and two speakers for the national anthem. Which I'm sorry, that's a more important song than anything any halftime singer is going to perform. Why not set up a handful of microphones and some speakers and let them go? Big deal. You got jumbotrons. I'll see them on that. Yeah. But I do have other soapbox stuff, sir. Yeah, do, but do you need a 29-minute halftime yeah, show exactly. at all? I mean, is 15 minutes is probably all you need. But okay. because the money sells, um, yeah. one day we'll have a 90-minute halftime show, I'm guessing. No, not too loud. Bite your tongue. Go ahead. Another thing on the soapbox that's getting me, and I'm not throwing one group in particular under the bus, but since they were more recent in the news, I'm going to mention it. The New York Rangers uh, were supposed to wear their LGBTQ plus special uniforms the other night and didn't. Uh, the New York Rangers have failed to explain why they did not honor their promise of wearing the LGBTQ-themed jerseys before taking the ice on Pride Night Friday at Madison Square Garden. After downing rainbow-themed warm-up jerseys the past few years, the Rangers chose not to skate out in similar attire this year, nor did they use rainbow-colored tape as in previous seasons. Now, I got no problem with that type of uniform. If you want to have Pride Night, great. My issue is, let's have it be that week and everybody does it for the week. Um, or a month. Have it be Pride Month and have everybody wears those jerseys for the month. I get it again. Like we said before, it's marketing to sell jerseys, to sell hats, whatever. But here's my thing. Like the guy in Philadelphia a couple of weeks ago, he refused to wear it because of religious reasons. I'm behind him 110% on that. So, with that being said, yeah, okay, you got military night. NFL does military Two weeks there, Major League Baseball does it. Well, if you're opposed to the military, which half of the NFL seems to be, but they still wear those jerseys and sell them with their name on it to get the money, I guess what I'm trying to say is don't spread out Pride Night. I'm just using that for an example because it was recent. Throughout the year. Have it be in a two-week period. We can all focus on the issues, the topics for that issue. Military uniforms, you're suffering uh, PTSD and money for vets when they come home. Okay, we'll focus on that for these two weeks. Um, pink uniforms for cancer, fine, we'll take two weeks and wear those. I'm okay with that if we organize it. Don't just have it be anarchy, whatever you want. We talked about it last year with baseball and it started putting advertising on the mound. You can do it digitally. I know you can do it on the ice. They can put different sponsors or phone numbers up on the walls during the game. 
do that then. Um, if they want to do the walls, the advertising for all LGBTQ stuff and businesses, great. The uniforms, I, I like the idea. But I can see if a player doesn't want to wear it, let's find another way to still make everybody happy. Um, the rainbow-colored tape, all I'm going to say on that is hockey players, like all other athletes, are superstitious. He wants his gray tape or his white tape or his black tape. Don't mess with the guy's tape for hockey sticks, you know. Um, the, the sweaters that they wore, if they want to make it optional for him, great. And then they can sign it and auction it off afterwards. If he doesn't want to wear it during warm-ups, that's on him. I got no problem with that. But we got to organize it more. We can't just throw it out there. And like I said, he didn't wear one to Philadelphia, that guy, and I don't know what the Rangers claiming religious reasons. Hats off to him. I support him 100%. We got to find other ways. If these teams want to get their message out for help groups, organize it. Don't just throw it out there. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing you know you got uh, in in october for the nfl it's breast cancer awareness and the raising money for breast cancer everything's pink that's and that's just bringing awareness i've got no yep. issue with bringing awareness to something yep when you attach the word pride now you're having you're basically asking everyone to sign up that you're supporting it and behind it there's a big difference between right. supporting and uh, you know res respecting someone's uh, decisions and lifestyle versus having yep. pride in it that's a big difference yep and like i said i'd be the same uh, way as that gentleman there. I'm not going to wear a, a, an LBGBT pride shirt or uniform or a jersey before a game. Uh, do I support it? Sure, whatever. Uh, I may not have pride in it. I may and I may not want to promote it. And there's a big difference. And I think yeah. the difference is what you said is the teams can wear it for warmups. Maybe they can wear it for the game and not the warmups, but not both. Maybe there's a weekend where all the hockey teams play Saturday, Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, and they can elect one of those days yep. uh, for a home game to wear um, some kind of LBGT awareness, uh, uh, you know, emblem or something or a, or a colored shirt or something on, on that and then be done with it. Just yep. one game and, and call it or a one weekend, like you said. But it's, it's tough when you start, you know, shoving things down um, – people's throats and it's 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 we're only going to see more of it you know so. yeah now we're gonna get back to the world baseball classic yes really this is all gonna talk baseball takes every other shows this week on uh high school stuff coming up this spring training goes and see we got the four different pools and each week we're gonna look at each pool um not every team what i kind of do is i kind of went through the, the schedules and i pulled up names you might recognize just so, oh, hey, that's where that guy's playing. Okay, cool. Just so, to listen for their stats when they're coming up. Uh, if you see their games on MLB Network or Fox or whatever, guy to look for. Now, I'm not covering all teams in the bracket because some teams just didn't have anyone I recognized. No offense, Chinese Taipei. <laughs> I was not going to try to pronounce the names. I didn't recognize any of with. Not saying they don't have major league affiliation, but none that jumped out to me. Yeah, no, noteworthy names is what you're, what you're all yeah. about here. Okay. So we'll just keep it that. The Netherlands, we'll start with them. I think the reason I kind of like the Netherlands, too, is it kind of looks like a high school football logo. Yes. Lakeville North or something like that. Or a New London or something, yeah. Spicer. Kenley Jensen pitching for the Netherlands. Uh, remember Kenley was back with the Dodgers back in 2010 through 2021. Former twin. I, uh, yeah, I had a year at the Braves. I think was he, yeah, he was here for a cup of coffee, I think. Yep. Uh, he was with Boston last, uh, this upcoming season. Boston Red Sox. So 
there's a name, you know, some guys coming up. Uh, he's getting a little long in the tooth there, but that's all right. Pedro Strap. As you can tell, he's one of the famous sideways boys with his hat. Um, he, he's been in the Cubs organization. He was there for 2016, 2018. Coach Matt had no issue with the hat. That's just him. That's his attitude. But one of the sideways boys. But this kid's got some talent. Um, keep an eye on him. This is what the World Baseball Classic is. Guys like him might get their shot to come out later. So keep an ear on that name. Stand to another one's D.D. Gregorio. Gregorius. Yeah. Gregorius. Yes. 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 Okay. Well, he's playing for the Netherlands. So there's another name you might recognize as you're watching. Former twin Jonathan Trump playing. There he is. Screw. Um, now he's playing uh, with Detroit still, I believe. I think he's still with Detroit. Yeah. But he had a cup of coffee here with the Twins, too. He's playing for the Netherlands along with his brother. So there's two brothers on the same team. They might make the championship now. They have brothers on a team. Okay. So just saying. And uh, Charlin, he's got some good numbers, too. I was looking at some of his stuff. Uh, they see from 2018. He hasn't been in the minors for a while. So it's kind of a good shot for him. He's played in other countries and that. So he has a shot for other people to see him. Maybe he can get invite to spring training for somewhere. There we go. Guy from the Padres. Morgans. Uh, he's uh, got some nice numbers, but I think this is one guy that he's going to play there, but they're going to really keep an eye on him because the Padres are supposed to be are predicted to do well, so he'll see limited time, I think. But, uh, watch for the X-Man. And some of the, pit, the coaching staff, Burt Blylovin is the pitching coach. And bench coach is Andrew Jones, former Brave. I probably heard his name a lot when they say Hall oh, of Fame. Yes. So there's two coaches. I know Blylow was with the Netherlands for coach for uh, pitching coach for a while. So um, lots of strikeouts, lots of home runs given up. But Bert's teaching how to pitch. So we go to Italia, Team Italy. Just a couple names here. Matt Harvey. Um, he was with Nolan last year. He was with Baltimore there before that. So here's like a free agent like Matt Harvey just trying to say, hey, I still got it, boys. Anyone need somebody, you know. And, again, that's kind of what I like about the World Baseball Classic. It gives uh, guys like him one more chance to shine. Maybe he will go to the majors. Maybe someone in Korea or Japan picks him up. If you have a love for the game, you'll pitch wherever they pay you. But, uh, so keep it out for Matt Harvey. And, of course, their catcher, Mike Piazza, manager for Team Italy. He was their manager last time, too, back in 17. Okay. So. Well, when you're the uh, godson of Tommy Lasorda, you're going to know a little something. Team Panama had a couple names on here. There he is, pitcher. Uh, Louis helped St. Louis at the end of there with their pennant run. From, he got the guy from Cincinnati. Uh, so he'll be going good. Now, one thing I heard from a lot of teams, and I'll mention this each week too as a reminder, the pitching staffs. Pitching staffs are going to be about 30 guys deep. The pitchers, especially with the games in Arizona, they'll go back to their own team. They're not going to work out unless they're pitching that day for starters. They're not going to hang out on the bench. They'll still work with their own pitching coach back at their own camp. Um, or they'll work with pitching coaches here. You're not going to see a lot of guys go – probably won't see anyone get like three starts. They're going to probably really space it out, I'm guessing, because they're all got money invested in these players. As much as these guys want to play for pride and – 
play for their country. Um, yeah, be careful, guys. So, so we got it. Uh, Louis there, and, um, and that's all I got. That's all I got to say about that. But um, I like the World Baseball Classic a lot. We'll be coming up with um, the other pools. I won't say divisions, but pools. In the other weeks coming up here, we'll do one per week. And then by the time we get to Pool D, that'll be the beginning of the week uh, when games have started. And we'll be posting those things on social media. Uh, the MLB app will have a lot of stuff. I think is it Fox Sports 1 is going to be showing some of the games. I'm sure we'll find out who's going to have games where, but especially the European game, like Pool A, like we just said, the Netherlands games and that. Look on YouTube, you'll find those games around. MLB might be replaying them later. It'll be fun to watch. Yeah, it's good. It's good stuff. It's uh, it helps here with the break as things are transitioning. You know, NASCAR's starting. Daytona uh, football on Sunday. Football's ending now. We got <laughs> spring football starting here. Um, you know, next month, uh, USFL, XFL. Yep. The NFL is now done. Now the draft is coming up. The next big news for the NFL will be the draft coming up April 27th through the 29th. Uh, that's two months away. So that'll be coming up. Major League Baseball spring training. Uh, pitchers and catchers report this week. First game for the Twins and the Mets is uh, February 25th. Yes. Twins play a split squad uh, that day. That'll be interesting to watch. Uh, Twins are so... I don't want to say deep, but so many, so many players to be watching. I'm, I'm going to look forward to that split squad the very first weekend to see how, uh, how the teams get going here. Uh, World Baseball Classic starting. High school, college baseball is all uh, going to be uh, underway with practices and games. Uh, the Federal League, the over 35 baseball league, and yep. had their winter meeting Saturday. Yes, they, I saw some news uh, on that. This is over 30, over 35 baseball. They announced the new teams coming in this week. Uh, they announced uh, that Burnsville, Burnsville will be joining the Federal League. They've been playing in a different uh, over 35 league, but they'll be coming into the fold for the Federal League, along with Rosemount. The Rosemount Pipers are coming in, and the St. Patrick Shamrocks will be leaving the Federal League. Not enough guys. That's where I played last year, kind of as a sub, filled in. Not enough guys on that team. They're going to fold. But hopefully – just for a year, um, uh, word has it there's still enough guys to, to play maybe an independent schedule uh, this year. Not a full official schedule, but there might be eight to ten eight to ten games on the schedule in, as an independent kind of a deal. Not officially in the league, um, more than scrimmages or exhibitions, but games. But they have bowed out of the season altogether for the federal league. This coming, so we've got high school sports. Andy, March Madness is around the corner. Yep. Now we're in February. Sectionals are, are happening. State yep. tournaments are happening. Uh, I'm going to be in New Prague on Saturday for the wrestling, Section 2 A, to be reporting some uh, results of the team, team events there. Thursday is the first preliminary round, single elimination. Saturday is the semifinals and the finals. Only one team, uh, the winner, will advance to state. Everyone else will go home. Last year, Watertown Mayor, the defending champion, they're ranked number two, second seed this year. New Prague's number one. Scott West is also in that uh, uh, section as well. All three of those are tough, but look for um, all three to be in the semifinals there on Saturday when the wrestling begins at 3 p.m. Uh, we're going to be doing a bonus episode this week, Andy, on girls, high school girls wrestling. The sectionals took place over the weekend. The uh, winners have been announced. The uh, four sections 
The champion and the runner-up at each of the 12 weight classes will advance to state. We'll be doing a bonus episode on that, covering all those individuals. Not the teams, but the individuals. All 96 players will be discussed uh, coming up on the uh, first. Wonderful. It'll be second. It'll be the second state tournament, but last year was still more of a beta test. They were testing it out at the state. Yeah. They have a women's, I'm sorry, a girls-only tournament from an individual perspective. Uh, this is the first year. It's an actually it's a it's an official event at the Minnesota uh, State Tournament for girls wrestling. The boys will still be happening uh, during the season. The boys and girls are, are integrated during the regular season, but yep. as sections come, they split them up. Instead of fourteen weights, there's just twelve. Lot less number of teams. Lot less number of participants. Doesn't make it any easier. There's still no. ninety six wrestlers that have it advanced uh, to the state. We'll be doing a show on that as well. And, you know, probably a lot of people didn't think there was 96 girls wrestling in the state, let alone enough for a tournament. Well, um, there's there was a number of upsets o- over the weekend, too, that we'll be discussing on the show as far as the rankings. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the, you know, the favorites won, but there were certainly some upsets in there. And this goes down to a lot of girls, eighth, ninth grade wrestling on varsity yep. that have advanced to the state tournament. Now, we know it's a new, fairly new yep. sport. But it is no cakewalk to get there either. And so um, there's a lot of competition there already here in officially year two. But we'll cover that as well. Anything else other than the trivia question, Andy? No, just one real recap. You know, good luck to the girls at state. And like I said, we could cover the preliminaries who's in all these tournaments. But just like we do for football, that first weekend when everybody's in, I'm not going to read all the teams in it. When it gets down to the nitty-gritty, we'll start talking about it a little more. We'll throw up some midweek episodes. Either Dan or I will put one up there. Again, the results will always be on social media, so keep an eye on that. Yeah, too. and and locally with the boys wrestling, too, there's a lot here locally that are that are from Watertown. Uh, a lot of notable names in Waconia, uh, yep. Scott County, Carver County here. We will cover those as it gets closer. Uh, but we'll just do a special episode on the girls. Now, the trivia question. Yeah, trivia. Top of the show, we said that the city of Philadelphia – for major sports, sent three teams to championships. All three teams lost, one including the Eagles yesterday. Who are the other two, Andy? Okay, I know the Phillies from baseball this last year because I've been happy. The Phillies are one. They lost in the World Series. You are correct. There's one other team. Did whether it was it their XFL team or USFL team? Did they have one? Point. Good point. No, no that was uh, wasn't Philadelphia Stars. Birmingham, uh, Birmingham won it. I, I I got nothing. Who was the third team? It's actually so it's not the 76ers for NBA, NHL, it's not the Flyers. It's actually soccer. The Union. The the the, the Union. The Philadelphia Union reached the is it M, not MLS? M- uh, MSL. MSL. MSL reached the finals, got to the finals, got beat. Um so that's the three teams. The soccer team, the football team and the baseball team all reached the finals. Hats off to them for that. But losing in all three to the city of brotherly love, out could have, could have three. Now, I, I was kind of cheering for the Eagles. I wanted the Eagles to win. Um, I, I see their super fans on their Instagram. I kind of like the Eagles super fan, Birdman. He's pretty cool. Good follow. He took the loss well, like a man. So, but uh, I don't know. I okay. I'll say it. If I heard the word Kelsey brother one more time, I was going to throw up. I just. We they covered them, them, you know, a couple weeks ago as a trivia question. Um, you know, but, boy, it's it's so rare to have that happen. But you're right. It's rare enough that they had to push it. But here's my point. 
they showed Mama Kelsey all the time. They showed Mama Kelsey sitting next to the uh, Buffalo Bills player and Roger Goodell all sitting there chumming in the rows. Where was Ed Kelsey, the dad? Yeah, that's a good point. Dun, dun, dun. You know, I mean, it's got the old Bill Cosby bit. Uh, you, you teach your son to play football and teach him to be tough, and then he scores a touchdown and says, hi, mom, on TV. You know, that's kind of what it was. It was all mom and the kids and where's dad? So, where's Waldo? Where's dad? Where, where's Papa Kelsey? Show Papa Kelsey some love. But, yeah, that's yeah. what we got. It was good, good stuff. But uh, that's all we've got here for the show tonight. Um, we'll be back in, of course, on uh, Thursday with the music album review. Yep. See ya. All right. See ya.